Let's take a minute and get organised here. It's great to be here. It's great to see you all here. I'm really happy to see a lot of young people here this morning because I really felt like when I was preparing for this, uh, yeah, God really wanted me to focus on you guys. Um, really, it's for everyone, but as I was thinking about just preaching and what I was preaching on, and I was thinking about you guys, and I sit, usually sit back there, and the first thing that surprises me about you guys, when I was in church and young, I wanted to sit right up the back, when no one could see what I was doing. So I'm impressed with you guys that you sit up the front, and that's, that's a great thing. And it's just so good to be an older person sitting here seeing young people come and hear God's word. So this morning, yeah, I want you to hear what God has to say. And I'm going to pray and then I'll get started. Father God, we just thank you for this day. Uh, we just thank you so much uh, for your word. Lord, your word is so rich. Lord, you're an amazing God. You, you are just beyond our comprehension. Father, this morning we ask that you will come and be with us. Lord, that you will send your spirit to be upon us, to open our hearts and our minds to you. Father God, we know how much we need you. And it's you who reveals yourself to us. It's you who speaks to our hearts and our minds. Lord, it's you who guides our path every step of the way. Father, this morning I just pray that your words will bring life to us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. John 3.16, it's such a well-known passage. We, we see it held up at sporting games, at different events, and we hear it quoted a lot. It's a, it's a passage that's easy to quote most of the time. <laughs> it's a passage that I used to see people hold up and think, I know it's important, but I don't really get what they're saying. I don't get why they're holding that up. Each year as I start the year I usually go to God and just say what have we got the year, what's the year ahead? What have you got to say to me? What do I need to learn? And that passage came to mind this year and I was, wrote it in my journal I thought I don't know why I'm writing that down. And this week as I was preaching it kept coming to mind and I just but I know you asked me to preach on that. It's one passage, Lord. How do I do that? And what's that about? And the more I looked at it and the more I studied it and thought about it, there is just so much in that verse. There is, God has so much to say in that one passage. And we can just read it and say, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him, he should not perish, but have eternal life. And we can believe that. And if we believe that, 
we are saved. Spurgeon, he says that God's like the ocean and we can, we can just swim on the surface and that's good and we can enjoy that. Or we can dive down and we can go deep and we can look deep and we can understand who God is and see so much more of God that the depths are unfathomable, that God will just keep revealing more and more of himself if you want to dive down and have a look. As I thought about you young guys and girls sitting in church, and I thought about myself sitting in church when I was your age, I think my earliest memory of going to church was roughly around five years old. Um, and I think that's, I think a year later my dad became a Christian, my mum was going to church. And it's a bit of a fuzzy memory, they just built a new church, so that's my earliest memory. And then memories of sitting there, hearing sermons, hearing bits and pieces of sermons, and going, well that sounds important, that's a bit scary. I don't like the sound of that. Oh, I've got no hope. <laughs> as I got older, as a teenager, I heard what was being said. I knew it was right, but I found it the hardest thing to follow. I found that what I knew I was meant to do, I found it very hard to do. And I didn't always choose to do it the right way. And God in his grace, as time went on, I think it wasn't until I was really 20 that I really said to the Lord, I really just, I want to follow you and be obedient to you. So today, I guess I want you to see what God's like and how real God is. Because we can read the Bible we can read that passage and we go, yes, that's right. But to understand that passage and to understand who God is and understand who Jesus is, we need to go deep into the Bible. And there's so much there that reveals the truth of God and who God is, his character. Why God loves you. Why he sent Jesus. Why we need Jesus. But I think sometimes we can sit there and think, that's the Bible. Is God still the same today as he was back then? He tells us in Hebrews, he says, I'm the same yesterday as today as forever. He doesn't change. A little bit before John 3.16, Nicodemus is talking to Jesus. And Jesus says to him, truly, truly, I say to you, we speak what we know and we bear witness to what we have seen. And that's Jesus was saying, I'm telling you what I know of God. I'm telling you what I've seen of God. And this morning, I want to tell you what I know of God. I'm sorry. <laughs> get a bit emotional about these things. But... I feel like you need to understand a little bit of my life for me to show you what God has done for me. Just so you know, he still 
He's still the same God. He's still the same God of the Bible that we read all the stories about the people in the Bible. He hasn't changed. And as I was thinking about this, as a quote, I'm reading a book at the moment and it's saying, where is your anchor? What have you anchored to? And for me, uh, my anchor is God. The Bible tells us that's where our anchor needs to be. That's what we need to hold on to for our hope and for our eternity, for if we want eternity with God. And there was a quote in that book and it said, life is understood backwards but lived forward. And sometimes in life, as we're going along, we don't understand what's happening, but we have to look back to see the bigger picture, to understand how we got to this point. And I want to take you back to a, a memory of mine. It was only 18 months ago, maybe a few less, but it was August 21. It makes me emotional because it's an exciting day in some ways. <laughs> the picture I go back to, I was sitting in a ute in a lot of pain. But I was looking out the window and looking at the countryside, and I was on my way to hospital. Anyway, as I was sitting in the ute looking out the window, I knew. I was badly injured. I knew things weren't good. And I had the, there was a point where you think, this is scary, I could really lose it here. Or for me, I went, no, I know God. I know regardless of what happens now, between now and hospital, because at that moment, I didn't know whether I was going to make it to hospital. So I was looking out the window, and this is what made it joyful for me, is I thought, wow, I don't know where, whether I'm gonna to get to the hospital or I'm gonna to get to heaven before this vehicle finishes its journey. And that might sound a bit weird, might sound strange, but it actually, when I look back on it, I'm really excited that that's the conclusion I came to. And that I felt a peace about that. I felt a real peace. That I knew God well enough, that I knew whether I made it to hospital or not. I was gonna be okay. But to understand how I got to that point, we need to go back 
we need to go back to when I was your age or a little bit older and see how I got to that point in my life. Because that, if that had been me when I was 20 years old, I wouldn't have felt the same. I would have been scared. I would have been terrified. But since I became a Christian and started walking with God at 20, over that time, God has just taught me so many things about him. And there's just so much that we don't have enough time today to contain all of that. But I want to try and pick out some points that were highlights that helped me get to that point where I was okay with dying. Because that was a thing that I was scared of. That was a thing that when I heard in church, you know, when you die, where are you going to be? That was the thing that actually probably drove me to God because I didn't want to go to hell. That scared me a lot. But as I matured in my relationship with God, I knew it was more than that. I wanted to know God. I wanted to know who he was. And as life went along, he has taught me more and more about who he is. There was an incident where I was looking at buying a property and a friend and I were, were going to buy part each. And, and then one day my friend came to me and just said, oh, I'm buying everything and that's it. And this was a friend that I knew well. I'd been his best man at his wedding. He was a Christian. And I was, it was a time that really hurt. It was a time that I felt let down. And no one else knew about it, apart from Alice. And I think my mum and dad. And I really couldn't talk to anyone else about it. And it was a time where God really said to me, who are you going to trust? Are you going to trust me? Or are you going to trust them? Where are you putting your hope? And what are you going to do with the bitterness that's in your heart? Are you going to let that overtake you? Are you going to let that shape you? Are you going to let that determine your happiness? Although it was a painful time, it was a time that I just grew and understood God more. It was a time where I understood that I was responsible for my response, regardless of what anyone else said or did. That no matter what anyone else, whether anyone else knew or not, I was, in, I was responsible between me and God of what happened in my heart and what went on in my heart. And that was a great time of growth, even though it was a time of pain, it was a time of growth. And what that showed me, that God allows us to have some tough times. That was the first of a few. As we went on, Alice and I were growing a family, we were growing our business, and our business was going really well. And then we expanded more and we really felt God had led us that way. We prayed about things, we read scripture, we asked God to show us. And he did, he made it very clear. 
In John 10, it says, As sheep know my voice. We know about God's voice. He speaks to us. He still speaks to us today, just as he did back in the Bible to those people. So we went ahead and did what we felt was right. But as time went on, it wasn't working out how I thought it would. It wasn't the brochure that I'd been looking at and the brochure that I had imagined. And so it was a time of, of struggle. It was a time of questioning God on why things weren't working out the way I wanted them to work out. It was a time of crying out to God and telling him I didn't like the way things were. But what I had learned through that time was, again, God allows these things in our life to shape us. We can make a choice to either find out why he's allowing that, take our feelings to him, take our thoughts to him, take our fears to him. There was a time I, I really learned to talk to God like David talks to God in the Psalms, to be really honest with God about how I felt. And a lot of what I felt I didn't like. I was angry at God for a period. But what I found out, that God was big enough to take my anger. What he wanted was my honesty. He wanted me to be real. He wanted me to be truthful and tell him about my fears, what I was scared of, why I didn't like it. There was a time where I think there was a week, one week I can remember where I actually went, Lord, are you really real? And what I learned was that's an okay question to ask. They were real feelings. At the end of that week, I had an accident on a quad runner, a bit of a pattern. <laughs> I broke five ribs, had a few stitches, but it was a time that really shook me. It was the first accident I'd really had, and it was a time that made me realize I wasn't in control, that God was in control and that he was in control of my life and that I really didn't have a say on when that was going to end. That accident was a very close call and it rattled me a lot. But again, it forced me back onto God. I wanted to have that peace that surpasses all understanding that if I was to die today, that I'd be good with that. And so it, it taught me to pull into God, to ask God more questions, to go into the scriptures and say to God, why don't I feel like they feel? When I read the Psalms, I see David praising God, why don't I feel like praising you? What's going on in my life? Where's my joy? There were times that my joy just wasn't there for a long period. But going into the scriptures and reading the scriptures, it just showed me that that's where my joy needed to come from was God and that's where true joy came from. So I went searching for God in that, to find that joy. In Job, 
Most people know the story of Job. If you don't, it's a long, painful process Job goes through. And he doesn't understand why his life is going all over the place and upside down and everything he knew was getting taken from him. But he kept saying, I know God and I know what God's like, so why is this happening? And there's a verse where he says, what's in chapter 23. Sorry, I'm just finding it here. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me, yet I am not silent because of the darkness nor because of thick darkness that covers my face. And sometimes we go through those dark periods just like Job, but he didn't stop crying out to God. He didn't stop asking God what's going on. And we'll skip to the end of Job, which is one of my favourite passages in the Bible. And it's become more and more real to me in the last 18 months. And Job says, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. And I think for you young people, when you're starting out with God, you're hearing with the ears. You don't have a lot to go back on. You don't have a lot of things apart from the Bible, which is the most important thing, but you don't have life experience to go back and believe God in what he's saying. You have words, but as you go along in life, as you use those words of God and believe them and take them in, he will show you how real he is. So then when something else comes along, you can look back and you go, oh wow, I see you God. I see what you're doing. I see what you've done. I trust you. as I've gone along, God has just revealed himself in bigger and bigger ways. As I've learned to trust him, learned to trust his word, learned to hear his voice. It's been interesting learning to hear his voice and take and trust his direction in things. Because before August 22, back in the January, I felt that God was putting on my heart that I should not... We farm and our income comes mainly from our summer crop. And I really felt the Lord saying, don't plant summer crop next year. So that was going to be the end of August. We would have, uh, Sorry, the end of 22, we would have been planting that. And I just couldn't get away from that thought or that feeling that I just needed to do that. It didn't make sense. Financially, it made no sense whatsoever. It wasn't a small amount that we were forfeiting. But because I could look back and see what God had done in my life, because I could trust what he'd done in the past, I could make that decision and say, I trust you, Lord, even though I don't see what the future holds. Come August 22, it was all a bit clearer. As you know, I made it to hospital. My concerns were, were fair. 
there were four different things that possibly a big bump in the road could have ruptured and I could have died before hospital. There was a fractured vertebrae that was crushed by 20% that could have made me paralysed. And there were other injuries that to the naked eye you couldn't see but were just as significant. But I had amazing peace through that time. Uh, I just felt at peace because I knew what I knew about God. I knew who he was. I knew he was the God of Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel, God talks about, he's talking to the prophet Ezekiel, and he's talking about bringing the dry bones to life. It's another one of my favourite passages because I believe it, it just encapsulates who God is and what he's able to do. I'll read it so that we know what he's like. It's always good to go back to his word. I'm just going to find it. Sorry. <coughs> Ezekiel 37, verse 4. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinew upon them, and I will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. That's the God that I remembered when I was in hospital. That's the God that I've learned to trust in, the God that can bring life to dry bones, the God that has demonstrated in my life that he does that, that he's demonstrated that I can still hear his voice, just like those in the Bible, that I can trust him even when I don't know what the future holds. It was important that I didn't plant that crop in summer crop or try to because I was so injured I couldn't. But God knew. He knew ahead of time what was coming. He allowed that and I'm good with that. My aim through all of that was that I would bring glory to God because he has allowed me to live. That he has kept me here. And today I just want to testify to all of you that God is real, that God is true, that God hasn't changed. He's still the same God. He's the same today as he was yesterday, as he is going to be in the future. Everything he says in his word is true. He's going to come back. He sent Jesus so that we can have eternity with him. And that's a choice we need to make. Do we believe, John 3.16, that God so loved us that he gave us his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life? My prayer this week has been that everyone here 
if you know Jesus, that this will just encourage you. If you don't know Jesus, that this will encourage you to get to know him, to find out more about him, to find out how real God is, to find out how merciful God is, to find out that God will discipline you, that God will allow things to happen for your good. They don't always seem good at the time, but we can trust him. We can hold on to who God is and what Jesus has done for us. I'll just pray. Father God, uh, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your word that tells us so much about you. Lord, that you are a God that wants us to know you. You are a living God. You are a God that is uncontainable. You are a God that does things so differently to how we would do things, and we thank you for that. Father God, help us not to lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you that you may set our paths straight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.